0: Welcome to the fourth episode of kg Um It's been a while. We had a bit of a hiatus uh, because life got very busy, but we hope you're still there listening. So I'm Mimi. I'm Kirsty. And I'm Daryl. So you. what have you guys been up to over these past four months? Four months.
1: It has been a while. Um, We rounded off all of our uni work, all of our coursework, which felt good to do. Mm -hmm. Um, We had an end of term showcase, which was fun because the three of us have been working on the uh, striveling press book um, anthology, which is circling the point. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that was nice to show that off to everyone and see everyone's projects they've been working on through the year. That was a really fun day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other than that, just working a bit more and catching up with friends, catching up with sleep, just yeah. It's yeah. just been life really. I think it was
0: like February that we did our last one wasn't it? Yeah it
1: was um, Key to Loving Yourself. Loving yourself oh yeah. To, yeah. 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 Which, which we should mention today is Key to Adulting. Yes. yes. Um, so we're going to talk all things kind of moving from student life towards working life and making plans and Managing expectations and stuff. So. Budgeting, making decisions. Yep. Cause we're all great
0: at that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought it would be quite a good time to do it because we're in summer now. It doesn't yeah. feel like summer because the weather is crap. But we're in summer. Yeah. We've finished. Like we've finished the second semester, so we don't have any more classes. So we're very much yeah. on our own doing the dissertation, looking for jobs. Yep. Um.
1: So yeah, we thought it would be quite a good good time to do it yeah no definitely Mm, yeah but it felt like a natural time yeah Um, we actually laughed didn't we about our self-care challenge that we didn't actually complete ourselves but (laughs) the fact that we have been kind of off for a few months kind of just shows that sometimes you have to prioritize other things over social media things or just other plans you have but we felt we're ready to get going with it again we have a bit more time so yeah So
2: it doesn't feel like that long ago that we recorded an episode but i just can't get over how much has happened between now and then it has
0: been a very like eventful few months yeah because yeah. like
2: march we were down at
0: the london book fair of
1: course which that s- feels like ages ago yeah. yeah
0: we finished finished all our lectures yeah been on holiday? Well, I've been on holiday. I've been yeah. down to Oxford, so yeah, you've been, been on, on holiday.
1: holiday. Yeah. I've been down to London for the Chelsea yeah. Fowler show. Oh, That's yeah. Yeah. It's um, that been
0: cool. quite eventful. Yeah. But we were talking um, before this about what we want to discuss in future episodes.
1: Yeah.
0: So we thought we would make it more themed, so have like a pro Well, it was already a little bit themed, but have a proper theme for each episode instead yeah. of having always the same structure of like book, food, Quotes, quote, self-care. self-care, blah, just so yeah. it's a bit more themed and then obviously we'll bring in elements of
1: yeah. other things. So. Yeah. so we'll always probably mention some books in there because that's what we're all kind of tied together by yeah. and we're always going to be reading, so we'll try to get a mini book review section in, but we have sh- come up with four themes for the coming episodes, so would one of you like to introduce what they are
2: sure so one of our themes that we're going to be doing is the environment of course it's a huge part of our lives considering it surrounds us on <laughs> every day um but um and it's obviously there's a lot going on in the news the now about it and just kind of we want to talk a bit more about the environment and how to live a sort of more environmentally sustainable life And yeah what we already do versus what we feel like we should be doing and yeah.
0: things
2: and mm-hmm. um, we also wanted to do a episode on body image and um, especially it's the summer months there's that idea of us need of everyone striving for that beach body and kind of we wanted to kind of break that down a bit and talk about all the sort of more sort of negative aspects of that and also but also just trying to realize like the like the positivities of like self-esteem and body image but also talk about our own experience as well
0: and kind of how to become more
1: confident yeah Um, yeah and also like how the way your body is is more it's it's a vehicle to allow you to do really interesting things in your life so yeah keeping a good diet not not only does it make you look and weigh a certain way but it gives you the energy to do that thing that you really wanted to do or that Mm -hmm. you really enjoy so it's kind of trying to take the emphasis away from your body shape yeah and it's it's something that's said quite a lot and could be deemed quite cliche but we're almost getting into that episode now yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) sorry no no I agree but um yeah we're going to talk about that um,
2: one of the things we're going to talk about that kind of leads on from the body image, but more sort of towards the sort of like our food choices and things is that, um, Kirsty is our resident omnivore. Yeah. Mimi has been vegan,
0: vegetarian, and now is vegetarian but eats fish. Yes, yeah, so I'm kind of pescatarian. But- yeah. I, I don't want to label myself, but we'll go more into that. Yeah. I don't yes. want to label myself. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go more into that in that episode. Exactly. And Daryl is vegetarian, so yeah. we have a lot of different representation. Yep.
1: Woohoo!
2: <clears throat> um, and our final one that we've had an idea for is doing something on sort of student living arrangements and how that changes going into sort of working,
1: living. Yep. So, um, just yeah, just to kind of describe how you adapt between different living situations and what is kind of normal and, um, what's most common and yeah, different people that you live with and how you adapt to that too. So flatmates, flatmates, (laughs) yep, yep. family, partners,
2: how things change, how your feelings towards situations change and... Yeah, so you've got all that to look forward to. Mm. Some of them seem quite serious and quite heavy, so we will have some fun episodes thrown in there as well, but that gives you a little bit of a taster about what to look forward to. Stay
1: tuned. (laughs) So we'll get into today's episode and we're speaking about key to adulting. Um, So first of all, we're going to talk about um, working and job hunting. And also finding that balance between studying and working a part-time job and kind of managing your expectations of what you're going to next and applications and so on. So, be me.
0: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've actually had a very eventful
0: day today. So I had an interview with a publishing company this morning. I'm not going to name which one. Um, And the interview was fine. It was for a job that I thought was quite interesting, but not like not ideally suited to what I want to do, but it's uh, in publishing, um. And then this afternoon, I got an email that I didn't get a second interview, which. Um, made me feel a little bit sad about being rejected, but I'm also quite relieved. Mm-hmm. And we were talking before this episode about how it's quite. It would be quite good to talk about, you know how, God, how do I say this, like how you kind of feel, you kind of feel like you.
2: Have it, Because publishing is an industry that's quite hard to yeah. break into, you kind of feel like you, if you get that opportunity, you have to take it mm. because otherwise like, you don't want it to let anything pass you by. Exactly. But it might not be the best, th- best thing for you or for your quality of life. So. Yeah.
1: Or your skill set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you, you are suited to that role, but um, you don't want to put yourself into a role that you're completely unqualified or unsure of when it's not really your ideal job to yeah. begin with, it's like yeah. an added stress exactly. to you. So, so I think, I'm, I'm glad
0: I went for the interview because it's always good to get interview experience, but I was very relieved that I didn't get it because that meant that I didn't have to make a decision. And like Daryl said, working in wanting to get into publishing it's very hard and you feel almost almost silly or stupid or ungrateful to consider saying no to a job, which might have been what I... Would have done i'm not sure um but then you do have to look at I, th- I think at least i am i think you guys are as well you have to look at the broader kind of life you would have if you got that yeah. job because i would have have been commuting and spending a lot of money on time on that and not have had a lot of freedom or not all of free time or a lot of spare money um and in the end like, i think the the world we live in today is very focused on careers and mm-hmm grafting and like doing so many things at once getting all the experience But sometimes you just have to take a step back and just look at the situation and be like right What is it that I actually want in life? Yeah, yeah. because
2: there's no point in paying if, if you're not career driven if your entire life isn't career driven for you Then you don't want to be starting off in a job that you don't like because you just learn to re- resent it And it doesn't give you a good yeah. sort of starting in the yeah. industry either. It's just Yeah um, and it, you probably, knowing you, you probably would have excelled at it, given the time to like <laughs> learn what to do and everything, but at the end of the day, if it's not what you enjoy doing, mm-hmm. then there's no point in yeah. pushing yourself to do yeah. something you don't want to.
1: Yeah, and there's never any shame in admitting that to yourself either. Yeah. I think probably um, quite a lot of our listeners will be pub- interested in publishing your books or some kind of related topic, and it's probably important to emphasise that well, it is hard to get into... You just, you just have to listen to that inner voice as well yeah. and not feel that like you're disappointing yourself or any other mm. people if yeah. it's not the right time. Exactly. Yeah.
0: So now I'm looking more broadly at marketing jobs mm. and I'm still working part-time at Whitard, so as a sales advisor, which I think also, I think that's another point I'd like to make is that no experience is bad experience, mm, but yeah. all experience is good experience. So even working in retail, or whatever, if you have a part time job, is good experience, and you will have something to talk about in job interviews and job applications. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> it's all about the
1: transferability of what you yeah. do. Yeah, exactly. Which is sometimes hard to really think about if you think that job's completely unrelated. To how mm-hmm. could I possibly talk mm-hmm. about it? But it's the situations you've been in and the way you have dealt with people and thought on yeah. your feet and things like that. So, because yeah. at the
2: end of the day, most industries you are talking you are interacting with customers you're on even if you're not in the customer facing role your your job is eventually leading to the customers so if you have that experience of like customer service Mm. and knowing as a consumer yourself and as someone who has interacted with customers on a day-to-day basis then you just
0: yeah good soft skills so do any of you guys have anything else on the subject of like job hunting or working? Um, I think we're all we're all
2: in or have been recently in the situation of that we're all that we're all working, job hunting and studying and I think that's quite a lot to take on because I don't think people necessarily realise how long a job application takes and how mm. long it takes to apply for jobs and the amount of effort that goes into it and when you're trying to do that as well as um, writing a dissertation. working and writing a dissertation, <laughs> like there's not a lot of give there, but yeah. the ultimate it's like, it's very hard because your ultimate goal is to find a job yeah. at this stage, and you're doing your dissertation to graduate, to find a job, you're working part-time
1: yeah. to keep you going till you find a job, but they all kind of go hand in hand, yeah. but they are difficult to keep up, and also no matter what the role is the application will be so different. Yeah. Sorry, like the role can be the same, but if it's two different companies or two different, I don't know, projects that you'd be working on yeah. or something, the application yeah. could be vastly different and you can't just yeah. copy and paste. So it's mm-hmm. dedicating that time and then you might not get anywhere with it or yeah. you might and it's just a lot of time. Yeah, a wee while
2: ago I did an application that was um you had to answer all these questions um about like how you why you chose the company what your favorite thing at the company was and um what you if you could change anything at the company what would you change and as well <laughs> as that this job
1: application <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> and then you had to um so you still had to upload your cv despite also having to put in all your like work experience mm-hmm. etc you still had to upload your cv and you had to um record videos of yourself talking about stuff my goodness um, and you had to write a cover letter so all in all, the pro- the application process took me weeks to do, wow. yeah. um, and you I never heard back, and it was a sort of application that I kind of expected because you put so much wor- work into it, you kind of have this expectation that they will put as much or put as much effort or at least some effort of the effort that you've put yeah. in back think, into yeah. you, and it is quite a shame when you've been working so hard on doing something and you don't yeah, hear yeah. anything, which uh, I think. A lot of us have faced. Yeah
1: I think it's hard to kind of see the bigger picture because on the day of your interview or in the time that you're sending off that application you yeah. are the, you are the person you're thinking mm. of but you don't realize the volume mm. of applications yeah. or of interviewees that that company receives. Exactly. And so it's hard sometimes to imagine that yeah. scale yeah. and how, how difficult a job is for companies yeah. as well to yeah. really narrow people down if they're all similarly no, that's qualified so yeah it's taking a step back
0: yeah I think that if I had to like give advice I would just say like try and prioritize so like if one day you feel okay today I'm ready to do job applications then do that or if one day you feel no I can't do this today but I'm ready to do dissertation research then do that so like try and have manage your time and prioritize what jobs to apply for Don't, don't just like throw your CV out to everything and write substandard cover letters to just anything because that will not be worth your time and also what I do is I save every single cover letter I have written which means then that when I apply to a new job I can go back and look okay this job is fairly similar so I can copy paste these two paragraphs change them a little bit but I don't have to write the whole cover letter again I can like take bits from here and there and then yeah. adapt it so that it works for the company yeah, mm-hmm. I've done that yeah that's yeah. what i would kind of recommend yeah
2: <laughs> so you're not writing from scratch every yeah. time
0: <laughs> and then also taking time off and not being not having a full day of studying and then in the evening writing job applications all evening and then going straight to bed because you need to write good uh, to write a good application you also need to
1: your energy so yeah, yeah. You best yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. definitely I think thinking about like splitting your day into rest best and productivity and stuff when I was at high school we had a study weekend where we went away um to a kind of like retreat almost it was like a kind of it wasn't cabins but it was that kind of idea where we all as a year group went away together and we had a really rigid timetable we had to get up at say half past seven in the morning have breakfast together and then we had like a two and a half hour session of studying which took us to maybe half past 11 and then we had like two hours to go off and do different like sports and water sports and different activities or watch a movie or whatever it was that you were interested in and then from say three o'clock until six we had more study and it's it's hard sometimes with things getting in the way to manage your time that way but that weekend taught me just how many hours there are in a day and how well you can how much you can fill it well yeah. rather than sleeping really late and feeling groggy and then dipping into bits and bobs and doing all of them half-heartedly I think the best advice that my mum's actually given me before too is to do whatever you're doing wholeheartedly so mm. if you want to watch tv put the studying away and watch tv and enjoy it and don't feel guilty, and then when you want to study, you don't have other windows open of Facebook or mm. clothing websites, just study. <laughs> we've all totally done it, assos. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, we've all done it, and it's sometimes nice to kind of have a bit of relief and scroll through something, Yeah. but yeah. it's it's about trying to really, I think if you manage your time effectively and schedule well, then yeah. things you are maybe much have, more manageable.
0: Yeah, you can maybe have an afternoon or a day a week that is solely like job application day.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think that that would be because as you say it's better to do high standard ones consistently than like lots of substandard yeah. ones yeah. because you're definitely you're not going to get
2: you're not really going to get anywhere either if you're no, just no. doing it's lots more of like
1: waste of time yeah My next topic yeah yeah so that kind of leads to scheduling and also budgeting mm. So talking about mm. money Ooh. money Ooh. money
0: oh fun well i have this great app so this is not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. By the way, I wish. Um but I have this great app called Monzo. So it's oh, basically yeah, a bank and you get a card um, and you put money into the bank account. But there's an app and in it it gives you a really clear breakdown of what you've spent and where you've spent it and you can mm-hmm. create a budget. So maybe like, Oh, this month I'm gonna spend £120 on groceries and £20 on skincare and £50 on travelling and then you'll see exactly where that money goes in and how far along you are. Ah, mm-hmm. okay. And it goes, so it's green if you're on track, orange if you're a little bit, you spent a little bit too much and then red if they like, right, mate. <laughs> 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 you've got a problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's really good because it, it makes it very clear how much you've yeah. spent. Yeah. That's a really good
1: idea. That
2: is good. Uh, my, um, my banking app has something similar it's not the same sort of thing it's more it encourages you to tag your purchases so um you can go in and tag all of your things and it kind of says so you can kind of keep an eye on like what you're spending on like food and like bills and yada yada yeah
0: it's good yeah
2: um it's quite good as well because you can import other bank accounts into it because it's with a oh. bank, it's with um, Clydesdale, which is where sort of my bills come out of but my own like sort of personal accounts with RBS so like oh. I can import my RBS account so that I can tag all it, that nice. as well which is quite handy.
1: Okay. I have no advice to impart on that but I'll take a Yeah. of yours. Yeah.
2: Budgeting, I have, Hannah and I have a spreadsheet at home that we keep an eye on like we kind of try and budget our like uh-huh. Things that we know is coming out every month, like our bills and um we kinda like give ourselves an allowance for food and things and we try and keep it but we don't look at it religiously. <laughs> well you need to give it
0: give yourself a little bit of freedom as well yeah. because you will never know exactly what happens in a month. But it's, exactly. I always find it good to have a little bit of a budget so you you're kind of not just spending willy nilly yeah, and not yeah. knowing anything. Yeah,
2: no definitely. Yeah.
0: That's like me. <laughs>
2: No, <laughs> no, I sure do, not. but I
1: do budget, but yeah, um, I think as well, it's difficult, it's different perspectives, because at the moment, I live at home, so, I do, pay for things, but I'm not, I don't have as much fun outgoing going as yeah. you guys do, so mm-hmm. I think budgeting is something that I have learned and I have experience of, but I need, I will have much more experience of in the future. Mm. Yeah, no, it's something is, I feel like you
2: kind of at a base level do not really thinking yeah. about it, like you do budget to an extent. Um, yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: Yeah. But it makes sense because you you don't have like bills and as many like grocery yeah. costs yeah. and yeah. things like that outgoing. So it makes sense. Yeah. yeah but definitely. there's like other ways of managing your money mm-hmm. anyway. So But yeah.
1: the Monso and the it's the Clydesdale app, the, the B Clydes- app B, the the B B app. They're yeah. both very, I'm not with Clydesdale, but they're both great recommendations, I would say. Mm-hmm. And so, budgeting also kind of, I guess, relates to scheduling and mm-hmm. managing your time. Um, <laughs> Do you want to speak about that? Because yeah. we talked a lot about budgeting. So, what are your top tips? Well, um, I really like, this happens probably sometimes more in theory than in reality, but I like the idea of having seven to eight hours of sleep. And so going to bed at a reasonable time, kind of be sleeping by around half eleven, getting up early-ish. And I don't work as well at night time as I do in Mm -hmm. the morning during the day. Although what I'd say is going from undergrad to master's, my working habits have changed a bit and I find it kind of hard to get my head around that because Mm -hmm. I used to be someone who would submit assignments three days early and who would, you know, work quite a lot in advance. Now, I've always had a part-time job throughout my uni experience, but... I've had a new way of working this year, which for ages I kept saying, this isn't me, this isn't me, this isn't like me, and it's been kind of hard to realise, okay, this wasn't me, but this is how I work now. So I don't leave everything to the last minute, but I have seen myself working late at night sometimes. So I think my best tip would be to just listen to and understand when's your best time to work Mm because in theory i would like to think that i could have all of my work done and quite a lot of the time i'm most productive in the morning quite early i'd like to think i could have everything done by five and then have an evening off and watch tv and go out somewhere nice go for a walk do whatever go to the gym something but sometimes it doesn't work out like that and i'm up until half past one in the morning and then it has a knock-on effect but i think as long as the work is getting done and you do have some time for rest then it's about accepting that your times for working might not be conventional. Conventional, but if they go with your life style at the moment and you don't have like commitments like kids or whatever, just go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's would be very true. Yeah. everyone
0: is productive at different times. So yeah, I think a lot of like nine to five jobs just kind of make it seem that everyone should be productive during those hours. but yeah. that's, that's not true. So yeah.
1: Yeah. As long um, be, yeah. I think is it Denmark or somewhere that has or is bringing in really different working hours oh, really? or flexible yeah. working hours as long oh, as you cool. cover however many hours in a day you can do them mm-hmm. whenever you want I think cool. I think it might okay. be Denmark and people seem to be overall happier yeah. yeah I need to kind of look into that before I, I can say I know some places
0: have like core hours so they will like, have to be on, in the office for like five, six hours a day, but they can decide when they come in, and so yeah. they can come in later or earlier and stay later yeah, or earlier. Yeah, it's something
1: like that yeah. I've heard of, and apparently people overall have a more satisfied work-life balance. Yeah, so that yeah. Good. It probably has a lot to say for the fact that people aren't necessarily productive in those eight hours that are standard. Yeah. How mm-hmm. about you guys? In terms of um, how do you manage your time, would you say, in the average I'm a, week? I'm a big fan of keeping lists and keeping a diary so
0: i always write everything down like my shifts at work if i have meet if if, if i'm meeting a friend for coffee um stuff like that and then on the days i have off for like uni i will write down what i want done in that day um and then i have like a separate list for like this is what i want done on during the whole week yeah um so just to have an overview overview um I used to have a bullet journal, which was really nice, but also a lot of work because you have to like write everything yourself. Yeah. Um, but I always loved putting things down on paper. Yeah. I really need to put things down on paper because yeah. otherwise I'm quite forgetful, so everything goes out of my head if I don't put it down. But if I put it down, I will remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you don't read tactic. the
1: physical yeah, paper. Yeah, I will remember yeah. it. Because, yeah. 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 I, I believe in that,
0: yeah. Mm. No, definitely. What about you, Daryl?
2: Um, so you guys have kind of touched on like sort of organizing your days like work kind of thing so I'm gonna talk about something slightly different in that like organizing my bedtime now this is gonna sound really random but basically two nights a week I work late at work so I finish at 8 so I'm usually not home until 9 ish and sometimes later than that depends what if trains are running or not. Um, and I usually have my dinner at that point when I get home at 9 o'clock. So I'll be sitting there at 9 o'clock thinking, oh, it's just like me being home at 5 o'clock yeah. and before I know it, it's like 10, mm. 10.30 and I'm like, I'm not even like slightly wound, like wound down to go to sleep. Um, but it doesn't matter what time I go to bed at night, I still wake up at the same time in the morning. Mm-hmm. And that time is somewhere between 6 and 7.30. So it doesn't matter if I've gone to sleep at 1 in the morning, I still wake up at that time. Because it's just my body is like, okay, good, good morning! <laughs> to be awake, which is not ideal because it means like some days I'm not sleeping very much. Um, so it's like trying to, I'm working the now on trying to make sure i'm trying to be consistent about the time i go to bed because i'm so consistent about the time i wake up
1: that's really sensible yeah i've never never heard of some of someone always waking at the same time because in my head like your your body wakes yourself up when you've had enough sleep no i kind of i do that but not that early i'm more like i usually wake up like
0: eight ish half eight naturally um even if I go to bed later, and then yeah. sometimes I can make myself. If I've been out late and I wake up that time, I can make myself then be like, right, no, yeah. you are gonna slumber for a little bit. But I'm not yeah. gonna actually sleep, sleep. For uh-huh. longer.
2: No, I like
0: I can't get back to sleep either, which is really strange. strange. Like, yeah.
2: The only time, the every so often, it'll catch up with me, and I just kind of like completely like zonk out. And um, the most recent time I can think of was just after our showcase and our dinner Um, because I was supposed to be at a boot camp, so granted I was supposed to be up very early, Um, so the alarm went off at quarter to six. What time? Is that a thing? (laughs) It does exist, believe it or not, it's it's not very pleasant. Um, And I got up and I was like wandering around and I was like, "I I really did not want to go, I really was not feeling it that day. And Hannah took pay on me and was like, we don't have to go. And that day I fell back asleep and I didn't wake up until 11.30. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? My body probably needed it. Yeah, yeah I felt yeah. a lot better after it. Yeah. I was just, just kind of woke up and was like, where am I? Who am I? When am I? What is today? What? Um... Yeah, because I've got one of these sleep masks now to try and help me because we're wondering if it was the light that was always waking me up. But it doesn't matter if it's winter or summer, it does the same thing.
0: Let's just
1: have a... Um, You just have a body clock. Yeah. 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 I can relate to that though because when I used to work in a restaurant, I wouldn't get home until sometimes half past 11 at night, Mm -hmm. even later, and I would then eat food, because I hadn't eaten in hours, and it felt my body clock was way out, and I yeah. would go, to, I would wake up, as you say, I'd wake up reasonably early the next mm-hmm. day, but it, w- it would have, it'd probably be like the Monday, so if I'd worked all weekend, the Monday would hit me, and I'd be like, oh, and mm. I'd feel kind of groggy too, because I'd eaten a lot of kind of carbohydrates late at night, and yeah. whether that affects you badly or not, I'm not sure, but I hadn't slept long enough, and yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, as you say, your body comes into its own routine, oh, Might yeah. not be the one that you Plan to have, but you. Yeah. yeah it's trying to break from that, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's good that you make. You make effort to break from that because it's probably as yeah. much healthier.
0: Yeah,
2: I'm not. I d- it's not really working me breaking from it, but hopefully if I can like counteract it. At the yeah. other <laughs> seconds, I'm like still getting a decent amount yeah. of sleep. Sleep is
0: important. It is important. Very important. So good for you. Oh, we have decision-making. Well, we are notoriously, <laughs> notoriously
1: bad at making decisions. Yes. Simple ones, big ones, yeah. ones in between. Which was
0: why awesome. I'm quite glad that I got a rejection so I didn't have to make a decision. <laughs> <laughs> no. Please. Yeah.
2: That's the most arguments Hannah and I have. So we're decisions? Decisions, yeah. yeah. They're not really arguments. They're more like little, like... Bickering, it's a little bickering. Yeah. Cause if, cause when I'm hungry, my just dis- like I have limited decision making capability, and when I'm hungry, it goes out the window. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you want to do? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. With Michael and I, it's probably not. It's not a point of arguing because he's so good at making decisions, mm-hmm. and I'm not. So he just yeah. does it. He doesn't make my decisions, but he he helps me make a decision because yeah. he's so decisive. You're you're an ideal yeah. pairing. Yeah we're, yeah, we're a perfect pair that way. Yeah.
0: We have the same thing where like trying to make dinner and like, what do you want I don't know what do you want I don't know and what are <laughs> you just that? stuck there like right
1: and whatever the other
2: one decides on invariably isn't what the you're other like, one wanted yeah.
0: <laughs> and, like, and they're like well why didn't you tell me and you're like I just don't know what I want I know what I don't <laughs> want but <laughs> um mm-hmm. but yeah so what are our advice on making making decisions big or small
2: big ones I would say talk to people but don't talk to too many
0: people yeah
2: if it's like a big decision I think it's important to like kind of get opinions from other people but be very choosy in who you ask for opinions because if you ask too many people it will backfire and you'll be very confused because everyone will have different thoughts on it yeah someone will tell you yes do it someone will
0: be like no I don't think you should
2: yeah Um. so that would probably be my one for big ones
0: yeah. And it is good to get. Oh, sorry. No, no um, problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's good because you'd get different perspectives as yeah. well. I find that, like today and previous days, just talking to you guys and to Johnny as well, like you mm-hmm. do get
1: different views that you didn't think yeah. about yourself. But from people um, who all have your best interest. at yeah, heart. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They have no ulterior motives. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's important to speak to people. Also, sometimes I think speaking to people, we spoke about this earlier, and having you speak back. Yes it sometimes lets you know what you think because mm-hmm. if you if you it. talk yourself through it you're all you're speaking to someone but you're also learning that's what I think about yes, this and yeah. you're bouncing off of someone yeah. so without without talking to as you say so many people that you lose your own opinion amongst yeah. it you should definitely talk it through mm-hmm. not it get really stuck in your heads
0: yeah definitely mm-hmm. making pros and cons list I think is good yeah. although I often find that it's good to put things down on paper, I think, but I often find that they're just the same amount and you're, yeah. you look at them and you're like, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, good. And then you don't know what to do anyway. It's like, I don't know how these are weighted. I mean, it's not <laughs> as
2: simple as how no. many. It's how are should, they weighted? Should I give yeah. them
0: points? <laughs> <laughs> Rate them one to um, ten? Does what is one good or bad?
1: <laughs> but I think they do
0: work for a lot of people. So oh, if yeah. that's oh, something definitely. that works for you, then definitely. And then the elusive gut feeling, Oh which yes. I... I think it's very difficult to find a lot
2: of yes, the time. Yes, mm-hmm. because I find that I'm nervous. If it's a big decision, I'm nervous anyway. Yes. So not knowing, like, it uh-huh. doesn't help because I have, like, a weird feeling in my gut regardless, into, sorry, regardless of what I'm going
1: <laughs> to do. I think a lot of the time the gut feeling actually comes out after a bit it. too late because yeah. it's when it's when a decision has been made for you about something yeah. that you realise how you really felt about it because yeah, that's true, yeah. often the case. So gut feelings are a thing and I think deep down you do know what your gut feeling is but if there are lots of pros and cons it can be hard to, to, yeah. to have the confidence to believe in your gut I think. Mm, it's difficult to find to find it and to
0: like figure out what it actually means. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But
0: I think if you can, that's a really good way to do, go about it as well. Oh, definitely. Or just kind of it doesn't always work but with some decisions I think it works thinking about right how would I feel if I did this and I've decided this Mm -hmm. how would I feel if this was the case
1: yeah
0: yeah that kind of works like putting yourself in that situation and if you get a bad gut feeling then obviously that's not right but if you get all like fluttery and like oh yes that's exciting or like yeah that feels like
1: comfortable and nice and good then maybe it's right you should feel comfortable I would also say you should feel you should be prepared to put yourself in a kind of challenging situation too as long mm-hmm. as you're comfortable with it yeah. you know maybe the, the thing that you think of if I was in that position you might not instantly feel all warm and fluttery because life when you make transitions it is scary sometimes yeah but I agree that you do you do have to make sure that you that you're doing it for you and that you're also doing it for long-term benefits yes. not because you feel like other people would think it's strange that you didn't do it or yes that's something 100% so yeah, it's about listening to yourself for sure yeah. and having confidence in your own voice but also yeah. consulting other people. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: That's kind of what Mimi had said about how um, saying like, put yourself in the position like yes, I'm doing this and seeing how you feel about mm-hmm. it and kind of what you were saying as well there. That's how I quite try and like decide on smaller decisions but I get someone else to tell me.
0: Awesome. So like if someone uh-huh. else
2: is like, you're doing this and then see how I feel about it. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you want pizza or Chinese for dinner? You're having pizza. How does that make? You? And then see how it makes you feel. Yeah,
0: that's a good. Yeah, that's a good check Definitely.
2: Because having someone else, it just makes them more forceful. It's <laughs> yeah. <'Cause>, like they've <laughs> taken the decision away from you, so you really know that's how you good, feel about it. That's a
1: good point. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. And I like the example you used too. So. Yeah. Pizza, <laughs> pizza every time. <laughs> yes, every time. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I think it's uh, decision making is always gonna be difficult, but yeah. it's just practice and trying to. I think oh another thing is don't make decisions too fast. No. If you're unsure, just think it over. Like give yeah. it some time. Don't just rush into. Um,
1: Definitely. Yeah. 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 Because you can get a kind of heady excitement sometimes with things, or. Depends well, if you the think the pressure is. or su- like anything, yeah, be. yeah, yes, yeah. often not your kind of once us dust has settled state of mind, it's mm-hmm. often just like that mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say giving at times a good tip as well. Definitely. Ah, so we have our last topic which is friendship. Oh um, we <laughs> said the So this is about um, moving into adulthood and maintaining your friendships and taking giving them some TLC, looking after yeah. them. Keeping that with people and not treating that as a kind of granted, they'll always be there, making sure you you see your friends as much as you can. Yeah. It's not only good for them but it's good for you. Mm. Yeah, no definitely. So maybe what would you say would be your advice on this topic? So um I've always
0: mostly had like individual friends, like not a big friends group. I do um, have at work at the moment we're like five girls, so we're we're a group, but we don't actually see each other that much. But Anyway, most of the time I've had individual friends, so Mm -hmm. I find it always very important to like schedule coffee or brunch or dinner and like do that. Sometimes it will take, it will be go a month or two in between, but just remember to schedule that and then giving them like a few hours and just catching up. Um, I think it's really important. Um, and also, I'm not much of a texter. Mm -hmm. Well, a little bit sometimes, but. Yeah. I think. May, trying to make an effort to text them once in a while and be like oh hi how are you it's been
1: a while how are you doing um, definitely just touching base yeah, with people yeah. I think we spoke about this earlier so if you have a friend so Mimi obviously you're from Sweden Daryl you have friends down south I have a really close friend who's through in Edinburgh the best friend actually um, and we speak, we speak almost every day by whatsapp which is not by any means enough but I think the fact that we do that keeps us in the loop and it can as much as Edinburgh's not that far away with things that go on in both of our lives we often mm-hmm. a couple of months a month or longer pass and we don't see each other but you'd it just feels like you're having that in the moment conversation yeah. mm. and I think it's interesting to think about like how big a role social media and not social media but texting and stuff play in our lives and how it can sometimes suffice for Seeing someone when you when you just can not when things are too busy, but yeah. it's also important, of course, to schedule that time to actually see them. Mm,
0: I think it's a combination of the two, and Definitely. even if you don't, there are a lot of friends I don't text near like every day. Probably sometimes not even once a week, but still I sometimes reach out to them, talk to them, and yeah, I think I think it depends on the friendship as well, because yeah, some. Yeah. A couple of friends that I have in Sweden, I I can go, like, three months without talking to them. But then I do meet them and it's lovely to, like, catch up. Yeah, and it's it's like nothing's changed. So I think it partly depends on the friendship and then also just trying to make an effort. Definitely. Scheduling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you, Daryl? Yeah,
2: I think, because I have some friends that I don't speak to for months, months on end and then we message, we'll pop each other a message and it's not like a oh hi how are you it's a in response like well I've seen something or something and we'll message about it and then it'll just be like a normal like as if we're just sitting beside each other having a normal conversation which I think is quite interesting because it's like it's a very close friendship and like it was the ones I was down seeing just in Oxford the Uh last, um, last month and I've not seen that I've not seen them in over a year, and we don't always message, we pop we'll message for a little bit every few weeks or whatever, but it's never like any time has passed, oh. and it's not like that whole oh, how, how are you? What have you, you been up to? like, doing this week? Yeah. yeah, it's not that sort of like messaging relationship we have, it's more of a oh, what's your opinion on this, or oh, I saw yeah, this, or nice, oh, yeah. we've been watching this, and um, yeah, because. I feel like there's some like friendships you have as well that's that like have kind of like are like sort of tapering off and it's like oh hi how are you oh I'm fine how are yeah. you oh, mm. what have you been up to much, oh, exactly. what have you been mm. up to and then it kind of like drizzles out mm. and it might not be like that when you see them face to face but it's just like I find it quite hard to communicate over messenger in the sense that I always have if I've not seen someone for a while, I always have a lot to talk about and I I don't like sitting messaging it all out. No,
1: I agree. Definitely. I also think that things like growing up and lifestyle changes and also distance are kind of tests of friendship. Oh, yeah. Friendship, like, for example, friends that you you know were so prominent in your life, you're still friends with, but it shows the effort that's willing to be made.
0: And I think also it's just natural that you grow apart from people. And I think that's not... That's not, I mean, it's sad, but it's also just a part of life, and I think that's important to accept, especially when you're an adult, you've maybe moved away, or you're moving away, Mm -hmm. you're changing jobs, things like that, you are going to grow apart from some people, Mm -hmm. and you're going to find new friends, and that's just part of it. And that's a nice thing too. Yeah. Yeah, going, sorry. No, No, I was just going to say, like, a year ago, we didn't know each other. Exactly. And, like, look at us now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) <laughs> oh, am going be in tears by the end of this. <laughs> just being open to like new friendships yeah. and yeah. not trying to cling on to ones that maybe aren't working out.
1: Clinging on to those special ones. Yeah, know, but not the ones that... Being open to the new ones yeah, that exactly. you haven't discovered or that you've just discovered. I this, agree completely.
2: This was actually something I was talking about with one of my friends a few weeks ago. Um... <laughs> it's gonna sound so bad I was trying to explain it to someone else and they just thought I think they thought I sounded like a bitch and I wasn't trying to but it was just kind of like that whole idea of like friendships that you aren't as close or the friendship dynamics change or you don't really like there isn't that friendship there anymore and it's more sort of like a acquaintance acquaintance. and it's like and it could be a friendship that was really important but it's now one that's kind of gone a bit sour um and me and my friends were talking about how and I was uh, like we're getting each other hug and we're like, "Oh, it's like, oh, you bring me joy," and it kind of made me think of the whole sort of Marie condo thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, "We're marry condoing our friends." Tidy like, up. Because <laughs> we're like, "Do you bring me joy?" Yes, you can stay. Do you bring me joy? No, you have to go. <laughs> thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. yeah. marry condo. Oh. No. Oh, she, she's a big fan of if some doesn't bring you, you should hold something close, uh-huh. smell it. That might go down a bit weird with friends. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> you bring me joy.
2: <laughs> you bring me joy. You're gonna say. And then if it brings you joy, then you keep it. If it does not bring you joy, yeah, die. She definitely. does it about
0: things, though. Yeah, no, not, not people. But you, I mean, people, definitely. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that. Like de- de- <laughs> de- decluttering
1: your friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the new Mariko. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Sure. So, mm, but but yeah, I want to shout out as well to my friend Ross, who's um, he's a holiday rep, and he's uh-huh. currently in Ibiza. And again, like you said, with yeah. your friends down south, um, Susie and Tom. Yeah. Like when you, when you have those friends where you don't speak about what you've been doing lately, unless it's been a big thing. But you yeah. like. Quote something funny from like yeah. years back or something. You can just send those odd messages. You can have friends that you message all the time or just those ones. Mm-hmm. And it's just that I think shows you that you don't have to speak. Months can pass or whatever. As yeah. much as that's not good, it's still definitely yeah. it's still important. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's, that's well, we all we have for today. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice to be back. I know. It is. I think we'll.
0: Yeah, we're going to do these more regularly now. Yes, we are. 100%. So we're going to make a
1: concerted to it. effort. And we have our quote of the month. Mm. Yep, would one of you like to read it? okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this Maybe. was a lack of decision making, and then it got just got passed to me. That's also how you can make decisions. If you don't want to do it, you just pass it off to someone else and be like, there. <laughs> So this is a quote we found. It's from Winnie the Pooh. I think we've like featured Winnie the Pooh quotes oh, before. Oh yeah, I think
2: Winnie the Pooh is a crowd favorite. We really, yeah. we really,
0: we really did quotes from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Um, and then we thought it would, it was quite apt for kind of adulting. So it's um, rivers know this. There is no hurry. We shall get there someday. Oh, so pretty. Yeah. Which so just beautiful. kind of shows that you know life. Life happens. You don't need to stress out about the future yeah. too much.
1: Things will work out. Yeah, you need to make effort to try and get there, but also some things are just out of your control and they'll happen. Exactly. Try to be happy in the moment. Yes.
2: Yes. Hold
0: on to those friends. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.